If you don't hear anything else that I say today, I want to make sure that you hear this, that God loves you. And that is the truth for Christmas. And, uh, and so I want to start out just by asking you a simple question. Have you ever received a gift? Have you ever received a gift, whether it was for your birthday or for this season for Christmas, you ever received a gift and were disappointed? You had something that you were like super psyched about. People asked you, hey, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for your birthday? And you're like, oh, this is it. This is the time. This is the opportunity. There's something I've had my eye on, and I've been hoping for it, and I've been wishing for it, and I've been praying for it. And then you open up that gift, and it's, it's like somebody just took, you know, a knitting needle and pow, just popped the balloon, right? I mean, just so disappointed. It's such a huge letdown. I mean, every kid that ever wanted a, an official Red Ryder carbine action 200-shot range model air rifle and ended up with a pink bunny suit knows what I'm talking about, right? And let's be honest. We can all identify, maybe some of the younger ones can't, but most of us who are older than 12 can identify with that fact that somewhere along the line, there was something that we wanted so bad, and in the end, we didn't get it. And what happens where we're, we, we get, you know, uh, we get deflated, we get dejected, some of us even get depressed, and all of us end up being disappointed. And the truth of the matter is, when you go back historically, that's kind of what happened with Israel. That's what happened with Israel when it comes to their Savior. What they were looking for, what they were hoping for, what they had been praying for, and what they got were two different things. What they wanted and what they got were two different things. But that's because Israel completely misread and misunderstood the scriptures. I mean, God gave them a hint of what the gift was. Like they didn't even have to shake the box on Christmas morning. God had told them long before, hundreds of years before, what that gift was that they were going to get. In fact, if you look at Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, God says, and this is hundreds of years before the birth of the Savior. Isaiah wrote, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Okay, could it be any clearer than that? I mean, they knew what was coming, what they were going to get, and, and who was going to lead them. And then the time came. The time came. Hundreds of years later, the time came, and the gift was on its way. And Mary was in her room when an angel showed up and told her that she was going to be the one who brought forth the gift. And the angel told her, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will become the son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. Everybody say forever. 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 His kingdom will never end. 
in that right there are so many different prophecies that are going to be fulfilled in this one little baby. And of course, Mary, Mary says, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. How's this going to happen? I am a virgin. And it's kind of like you think back, well, we just read in Isaiah where, where Isaiah prophesied that the virgin was going to give birth and, 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 and God fulfills his word. God makes it happen. And it's as plain as day. It's as plain as day what they were going to get. And yet even the disciples of the Messiah were disappointed with the Messiah that they got. They were disappointed with the gift that they received because it wasn't the gift they were looking for. See, all of Israel thought that their Messiah was going to be this warrior king who was going to lead, their, lead them and lead Israel back to its time of glory. But what they received was a little baby. Hi, Natalie. Hi there. Oh, you are cutie patootie. Yes, you are. Oh, can we say patootie in church? I'm not really sure. What they received was not the warrior king they expected. What they received was a little baby. A little cute baby. Okay? A baby. That was the gift. That was the gift. A baby. And I mean, come on, let's be honest. Babies are cute. Babies are cool and everything. But what can babies do? Oh, how quickly we forget that babies don't stay babies. They grow up, right? They grow up. And they become men. And they become women. And this baby that was born on that Christmas morning grew up. That baby that was born on Christmas morning came and did what he came to do. This baby came not to take on the Romans. That was, that was temporary. That was small potatoes as to what this baby came to do. This baby that was born on Christmas morning came to take on evil and shame and sin and death. This baby was born to die. The baby that was born on Christmas morning was born for you. And I mean, we look at, we look at little babies, and they're so beautiful and so cute. This is Natalie. Can you all say hi to Natalie? Ooh, yeah. What's up? What's up? But unlike Natalie, the baby that was born on Christmas morning was born to die. Yeah, you agree with me, don't you? Huh? And that baby was born for you and for me. That was the gift on that morning. And I, one of the things I love, we wrap Christmas presents, right? And, and part of that wrapping is a reminder, the fact that the, the angels told the shepherds on the hillside that morning, they said that you will find a baby, what? Wrapped, right? Wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. On that morning, that baby was born. Beautiful, cuddly baby who would grow up to be a man who would go to a cross 
to die for your sins and for my sins. That's why he came. Die in your place so that you could have hope. What started in a poor little hovel in Bethlehem, laid in a manger, would proceed to a cross in Jerusalem and ultimately end up on a throne in heaven. That's the, what? Oh, <laughs> that's what would happen with this particular baby. Thank you very much, Joel. Thank you, Natalie. See you, girl. That's what God did for you and for me. And that, my friends, is the story of Christmas. That's what Christmas is all about. Christmas is a message of hope. And do we need a message of hope more than we do today? And that's the message that God has given to you and to me. That is what that baby represented on Christmas morning. Not a cute baby, although I'm sure Jesus was really cute and beautiful, but what Jesus represented on that morning and what he represents today is hope. Hope in the future. Not hope in this government. Not hope in any government. Not hope in any man or woman. But hope in God. That in the same way that the prophets prophesied all of these different prophecies that would come together in that one baby that the same way that that god kept all of those promises and prophecies that he will keep the prophecy and the promise that he made to you that if we will just believe in jesus as lord and savior and follow him in the power of the holy spirit we will be saved that is what Christmas is all about. Amen. That's the Christmas marriage or message, and that's what Christmas is all about. So you and I answer the question, what is Christmas all about? Is it the tree, the lights, the music, the gifts, the wrapping paper, the meal, the family, or is it about Jesus? Because let's be honest, all of those other things, the tree, the lights, the songs, the gifts, the family, the food, they all point to that little baby who was born in a manger. The baby leads to the man. The manger leads to the cross. Birth leads to death, which leads to resurrection. Christmas leads to Easter, and Easter leads to life. While Easter is the greatest day, not Christmas, Easter is the greatest day in the history of history. There is no Easter without Christmas. Emmanuel, which means God with us. Make no mistake, Jesus never took his eye off the prize. That prize, you ready for this? That prize is you. It's you. He came for you. He was born for you. He died for you. And he rose again to give you hope. And so today, I want to I, I give you three questions to think about. Three questions to think about, okay? Uh, let's skip ahead here. The first question is this. What is Christmas about? What is Christmas 
about? Truly. The second question. What is Christmas about? I mean, I know we can, we can lip the words, but really question number three is what is Christmas about? We make it about all of these other things, but what it comes down to is this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whosoever believes in him will not die, but will have everlasting life. And so today, we celebrate Christmas and remember Easter because Jesus didn't take his eyes off the prize. And I know, it's kind of weird that we look at it and we think, well, well, why are we receiving communion on the day that we celebrate Christmas? Because today, we celebrate not only the baby Jesus, but the resurrected Jesus. Can I get an amen? amen. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to celebrate joy. We really should. Like, like communion really is an opportunity for us to celebrate in joy because Jesus died so that you could rise again. So Michael and the band are, are making their way out or not? No? But, uh, but we're going to uh, take this, and if you would, you can take what you've received and... Uh, can open it up take that piece of bread off the top and pop the juice open and i'm going to give you a moment just to think and to pray and to remember what god has done for you because that's what he told us jesus told his disciples and in essence he tells you and me he says this bread represents my body that is broken for you and this cup this is the this is the cup of the new covenant. And this new covenant is paid for in my blood. And every time you eat the bread and every time you drink from the cup, remember, remember me. And so this morning, this morning remember, as I said, not just the baby Jesus, but the resurrected Jesus. So I'm going to give you a moment for you to just pray and to, to ponder that just for a minute, okay? <laughs> Scripture says that Jesus was with his disciples and he took the bread and broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. Take it and eat and when you do this, remember me. My friends, take and eat. And then the scripture says that Jesus took the cup. And he said this cup represents the new covenant. And that new covenant is paid for in my blood. Take this cup and drink. And every time you do, remember me. Take it, my friends, and drink and give praise to the God who loves you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the price that you were willing to pray, to pay. Thank you, Jesus, for your obedience to the Father, that you were willing to come and give your life for us. 
thank you today that we celebrate not only the birth of a king, but we celebrate the resurrected Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you. We praise you. We love you. And in this moment, we remember that night that you were born. Would you stand with me and let's worship together.